the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. the Nick D Podcast. Hello, I am your host, Nick DeGilio. Welcome. We are here at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network on the planet, home of some of the greatest and most um, unique, huge variety of informative, entertaining, hilarious, and fun, and terrific podcasts that you'll ever hear. We also have a 24-hour uh, streaming service that's free that you should check out. It's just like radio, only a lot cooler, and it's 24-7. It's free. You can hear all kinds of great unheard, unsigned bands and great unheard music in between amazing episodes of the podcasts available at Radio Misfits, including this podcast, the Nick Deep Podcast, and my other podcast, my Saturday Night Live podcast called That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. You can hear this show every day at 3 p.m. Central, and you can hear my SNL podcast every day at 9 a.m. Central, as part of the 24-hour free streaming service, radiomisfits.live. Radiomisfits.live. Check it out now. It is episode number 196. Hello, it's a Tuesday. That means my dad's going to stop by and tell a joke in the last segment of the show when Esmeralda Leon is here. That's right. Esmeralda Leon will be joining me. She'll be hanging out with me. And, of course, you know her. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Hi, I'm Carrie yes. Russell, and I love Nick's show. As you know, Carrie lives on the back porch. My dad rings the bell in the back. He comes through, and everybody has uh, jokes. My dad tells a joke. Esmeralda's going to be hanging out. We're going to talk about... Really dumb warnings that we started talking about on the last podcast we had a lot of fun with. And uh, Thanksgiving is the day after tomorrow, so we'll talk a little Thanksgiving as well. Speaking of Thanksgiving, my main guest today is Marnie Schur. Marnie Schur is from The Takeout. TheTakeout.com is one of the best and coolest food websites in the world. We'll tell you all about what you can read and see at The Takeout. Um, we're going to talk about food. Lots of Thanksgiving stuff to talk about because, you know, Thanksgiving equals food. Food equals Thanksgiving. Got a lot of Thanksgiving stuff to talk about. Uh, Marnie has been rediscovering the world of horror movies and the world of horror in general. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some, of the, some of the progress she's made in that department and a lot of really cool stories that are food-related and uh, really uh, fun stuff uh, that, uh, that she's been working on with everybody at The Takeout. So food stuff from The Takeout. The great Marnie Schur is going to join us. Esmeralda Leon will be here. My dad's going to stop by and tell a joke. Those are all the really great things that are happening on this great episode of the Nick D Podcast. You want to be a sponsor of this podcast? Let me tell you something. A lot of people listen to this podcast. So if you have, an, uh, uh, you have a business that you would like to advertise with, you want to be a sponsor, you got a product that you think you would like to share with everybody, you be a sponsor here. You advertise with us. Lots of people listen. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for me. It'll be good for everybody involved. So drop us a note. Say, I want to sponsor the Nick D Podcast. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Let's hear from you. Speaking of hearing from you, we got a voicemail system that's up 24-7. Anytime you want to say something, a question, a comment, anything about our guests, any questions or any kind of contributions, we want to hear from you. I love to listen to the voicemail. So 24-7, we got a voicemail system that's up and running, and you should call it right now. 773-417-6948. Call, leave any voicemail message you want. 
You want to do that ver, you know, via email? Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. We read every email. I listen to every voicemail. We read a lot of them on the, on the podcast. We play them back as well. So get those voicemails and those emails in right now. Jason Skaggs is in Houston. He's the main man. He does all the music and the sound and the themes. Ed is the main man at Radio Misfits. He does everything else. He's the best. Please take the time to share, rate, review us on every single platform. We're available on every platform. And take the time to give us, our, give us some feedback on this stuff with those voicemails, those emails, and at RadioMisfits.com. Uh, all kinds of great stuff. Love doing the podcast. Having a great time doing it. And it's going to be a good one. I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of prep is going into that. There are parties and all kinds of cool stuff. I'm actually participating in a party for the first time in many, many, many years. A Thanksgiving party that my girlfriend is throwing. And um, haven't done a holiday kind of thing in a long time. But jumping right back into the deep end, as you will. However you want to say. But anyway, great stuff coming up on the podcast. Great stuff coming up on Radio Misfits as well. Uh, and you want to be a part of it, man. We are wide open. We want to hear from you. And, uh, and we love you. So... Marnie sure is going to join me from uh, the takeout right after I tell you about this. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspa's Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down and evil is old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jaggle. Let's talk about food, baby. Out of all the things you stick down your throat. Weasels, assholes, you can still see the soap. But don't take it from me. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that was kind of weird, but hey, here's something that's awesome. Marnie Shore, everybody. Yeah. 
She is awesome. Uh, she's Marnie Shore. And uh, she's with the takeout.com, which is a website that we've talked about a lot. And Marnie joins me, uh, what is it, once a month? That's usually once a month, right, Marnie? Just about, yep. Yeah, it's great to have you. Marnie Sure is, what, what, again, what is your managing editor, correct? At the That's right. Mm-hmm. Managing editor at The Takeout who contributes to a lot of amazing things. First of all, tell everybody about The Takeout and what they will see when they go there. Absolutely. The Takeout, which you can find at thetakeout.com, is a Chicago-based but national publication all about food and drinks, and it's about the stuff that we eat and drink every day. So lots of talk about fast food, chain restaurants, groceries, cooking tips. Um, It tries to meet people exactly where they are and have a great conversation among people who love to eat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great website. I love it. And it started as part of the AV Club as part of The Onion, correct? I mean, still connected, correct, to, to that. That's right. Yeah, it was a spinoff of The AV Club, initially titled Supper Club, a very Midwestern name. And yes. now it is The Takeout. Yes. Hey, did you ever say supper? Did your family say supper or dinner? We were not a supper family, but no. I love hearing it. <laughs> yeah, I was a supper. My, I'm an only child, so the three of us, it was my parents would say supper. We Love would, it. Uh, we would say supper. Now I say dinner. I don't know. I guess, you know, like as a kid, I found it kind of charming, kind of fun. And we always said supper. But uh, but yeah. You know, I switched from saying pop as a kid and now as an adult, I say soda. So it, it you lose it at some point, the regional uh, dialect. Yeah. Well, I'll never lose pop. Never, <laughs> never, never, never. And I and I get I get a lot of crap from people. I'm 58 years old and I still have people. <laughs> people are like, nah, grow up. Stop saying pop. I'm like, no, it's pop. It'll always be pop forever. Pop. You got to defend it. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, and how long has the takeout been around? It started out, uh, you know, as you, as you mentioned, as the Supper Club with the AV Club. Um, as the Supper Club and all that stuff, how long has the takeout been around? So it premiered as Supper Club in 2016, and it's been the takeout since 2017, so six years now. Wow, that's great. And you've been mm-hmm. uh, a semi, well, you were, you were a semi-regular on my, uh, on my show at the Car Wash, mm-hmm. uh, and you were always fabulous there. And you've been uh, a regular on my podcast since I started uh, this almost two years ago. And it's so, very fun. <laughs> it's great. Um, we've got a lot of food stuff to get to. It is uh, two days before Thanksgiving. It is technically, as, as people are listening to this and as it drops, um, it is Thanksgiving Eve Eve. <laughs> All right. Before we get into what we're going to talk about, what are your plans, Marnie? Are you hosting? Are you doing burb? Are you cooking? Are you, what's, 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 what is the Marnie Sheeran family uh, Thanksgiving this year? Well, it's a little different this year. So every year of my life, my mom has always hosted between 30 and 50 people at the house uh, because we have a, you know, Irish Catholic extended family. Most of us, you know, 99% of us still live in the Chicago area. So it was always, um, we always thought it would get smaller as people sort of, you know, uh, get married or start their families and sort of branch out. But the best part of it was everybody just still came so it got bigger instead of smaller over the years. Isn't that crazy? And so this year we decided, let's take it off site. Let's go to like a banquet hall type thing. Oh. And so we had our family Thanksgiving on Saturday. Oh, you did? Oh, so, so you just had it. Oh. We did because we thought it would be easier to get more people available before the actual holiday that they might have to spend with other people family you know other sides of the family and such and and easier to travel right you would think easier to travel before the big rush than for the next couple of days exactly and it's you know um some people had work but like a lot of people were off because it was a saturday so yeah uh yeah so i kind of 
already had my big family Thanksgiving. Wow. So I can okay, well, speak how did from that the go? other side of it. How yeah. did that go? It was awesome. Um, yeah. We all, we still did it, you know, semi-potluck style. And uh, we had a big spreadsheet of what everyone was bringing. Um, but it was so, you know, like taking it away from someone's house really eliminates a lot of logistical complication. Yeah. Uh, you know, even just ha- hosting it somewhere with a parking lot, you know, like these yeah. things just make a big difference. And I think that we're all looking forward to doing it again next year the same way. That's great. That's great. Now, what were you responsible for menu wise? What did you bring to the game? We brought two very different things. Uh, my husband brought green bean salad to have a nice fresh vegetable on the table, yep. and I brought three forms of cookie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are the three forms of cookie that you brought? All right, so I made uh, a great recipe from Dory Greenspan called Devil's Thumbprints, which are like a chocolate thumbprint full of more melted chocolate. Uh, oh, man. And it's called <laughs> it the Devil's awesome. Thumbprint? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely love that. recommend. Okay. Uh, I made a soft pumpkin cookie with a cream cheese frosting. Good Lord. Yeah. So like just the classic Thanksgiving flavors. And then I made um, just some basic shortbread, but dipped in a blonde caramelized white chocolate. Oh, man. (laughs) That sounds really, really good. They were great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how'd they go over? How did the family and friends like the, uh, uh, the the three types of cookie? And how did the devils, I'm most curious about the devil's thumbprint. I believe that's the one that I'm most curious about. They So the devil's thumbprints are the most popular. I made them yeah. last year and they yeah. just flew off the plate. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, everybody should try making this recipe because the way Dory Greenspan writes recipes is, it's like she knows what you're thinking. So she says things like, you know, you won't be able to tell if they're golden on the edges, but just take them out after 10 minutes. They'll be fine. You know, she, yeah, she's very yeah, foolproof cool. recipe. Yeah, that's so, um, cool. But yeah, definitely. And they're full of ruby chocolate, which is bright pink, mm. uh, which I think got people excited to eat them, too. And it is the Barbie year. So it is Barbie. It's, it is as far as I'm concerned. It's the it's this whole year has been the Barbie year as far as I'm that's concerned. Right. God. Didn't come out till didn't come out till July. But damn it, it's been the Barbie year. as far as Amen. I'm concerned. Um, I was just putting together, you know, as we're getting close to the end of the year, I'm a film critic, as you know, mm-hmm. um, I've only got about f- four movies left to see before wow. I've seen everything. Um, and I was putting together my preliminary list and, um, you know, if my favorite stuff and favorite categories and all that stuff, man, there's just a, an overload of Barbie in every, in every category. <laughs> but that's how I know I trust your list. Like oh, I'm going to oh, see everything man. on that list then. Because, yeah, I mean, what can you say about that? That's fantastic. Now, how did your how did your husband's green bean salad go over? Now, it's not as much fun as a devil's imprint or devil's <laughs> thumbprint. But, I mean, green bean salad is good. I enjoy the green bean. Uh, the green bean. It's not a casserole. Was it a casserole? It was not. It was like the anti-casserole. <laughs> I see. I so, see. much love to green bean casserole. But this yeah. recipe is by Molly Baz, and it's in her cookbook called Cook This Book, I believe. Yeah. And um, it's garlicky green beans um they're blanched so they're super crunchy and it's got like a lemon pistachio vinaigrette over it so it's really like citrusy and fresh and crunchy and my cousin sought us out to tell us how much she liked it especially next to all the heavy salty things on the plate that's awesome wow very cool all right so you and your husband were a hit at the at the potluck (laughs) family uh thanksgiving that's, that's right. Awesome. We come to win. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're going to walk out with it. We're going to walk out with a medal. No question about yeah. it. Uh, so did 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 were there several birds, little turkeys? Did you have ham? What were the main the mains there? 
Yes and yes and yes. Okay. Uh, we had the 23-pound turkey. Jeez. We had an 11-pound turkey, uh, roast turkey breast, and that was in a, a countertop roaster. And then we had a spiral ham, <laughs> all of oh. which were carved uh, expertly by my uncle. Um, so we had all that. We had uh, 15 to 20 pounds of mashed potatoes, of which there were no leftovers. Of course not. Yeah. Um, about seven different casseroles. Yeah, it was a fully stocked table with all. and Oh, and two Jello recipes, of course. Wow. That's amazing. That's great. Well, it sounds like a huge success. Now, you know, no football to watch. Well, there was college football on Saturday, but... Uh, but like nobody, but I mean, you guys were in a banquet hall, so it was a little bit different. Like you couldn't, couldn't like the uncles and the dads couldn't unbuckle their pants and go, whoa, afterwards. Like, you <laughs> it's know. true. They were all checking the score on their phones, but That's they weren't right. parked in front of a TV. So yeah, it, it led to even more socializing. <laughs> all right. So, you know, over 30 to 50 people gathered together for a great potluck family Thanksgiving. It went well. Your dishes were great. You had two birds, you had hams, all that stuff. Now, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, uh, the day after tomorrow. Yeah. So on Thanksgiving proper, it's just going to be um, immediate family. Uh, my husband and I are hosting my parents and my sister. And uh, we were thinking, since we already did the traditional Thanksgiving food last Saturday, we're just going to do Italian. Uh, because yeah. talk about a crowd-pleasing type of cuisine. So, Absolutely. Yeah, like Sicilian pizzas, um, homemade with, you know, we'll make the dough and um, and then maybe a little bit of pasta on the side, a chopped salad. Mm. Uh, and then for dessert, something like a lemon olive oil cake or something a little lighter than the dense, heavy pies that we already ate. Um, yeah. So it'll be a nice change of pace. Very cool. Very, very yeah. cool. Uh, I'm doing the regular, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. With, I'm an only child, so it's just me and my parents. And we're just mm -hmm. doing a small we're just doing a small ham with some sides. Nice. Um, and uh, I'm actually I have a I have a significant other now. This is the first time I've had a significant other during the holidays in many years. <laughs> uh, and she is hosting a, an open house uh, holiday party uh, the night after Thanksgiving. So that Friday Fun. night. That's and, great. Uh, she lives in a big co-op building on the south side. And so there's going to be between 30 and 45 people going in and out of her place. Nice. That's and, fun. Uh, just this past weekend, I've been I was helping her out. We cleaned up and. Uh, went to the store and bought all kinds of stuff for recipes and she pre-made some stuff already. She makes these amazing things, Marnie, uh, called, um, sweet potato stacks. What are those? Okay. So you, you take a sweet potato and you get your man, you have a mandolin, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Slice them real thin. Just go nuts with the mandolin real thin. Uh, soak them, like, uh, put them in a big bowl with melted butter, all kinds of herbs and spices, Parmesan and um, and two well actually two different two or three different kinds of cheeses Parmesan being one of them um, and um, uh, and and put them all together and then you get muffin tins <sighs> and uh, you spray the muffin tins inside you know a little Pam or whatever and then you stack up the slices that are coated in butter and herbs and cheese and you stack them up put them in a muffin tin throw them in the oven twenty minutes covered another twenty minutes uncovered pull them out and they're like these crispy round stacks of sweet potatoes with cheese and butter and herbs. I it's will be finding this <laughs> Southside co-op and uh, attending uninvited. Uh, yeah, come on by, man. It's going to be a big party and it's, you know, bring an ornament, take an ornament. That's like the that's the only rule. That's so um, fun. Yeah, and we've got a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, that you know that we're we're going to put out and I mean it's her party, I'm just helping her. And mm -hmm. um yeah, but no, those, those things, we discovered these sweet potato stacks 
Um, and I'm trying to remember where we found them on. We found the recipe. We were looking up recipes, and we found this recipe online. We tried it out like about three weeks ago, and we were like, holy shit, these are good. They're so good. I've got to look that up. That's Yeah, incredible. look it up. It's Sweet Potato Stacks. I can't remember where what website because we we're looking up, you know, um, we're looking up recipes all the time. And so it gets a sure. little confusing as to where we found it. But if you Google like sweet potato stacks and it's, you know, you mandolin, you mandolin the, the, the sweet potatoes and then it's herbs, um, two kinds of cheese, butter, just, you know, coat it all, stick it into the, into the, into the muffin tins, stick them into the oven for a little bit. And man, it's good. It's just, <sighs> it's good. Humans are amazing. Humans made the sweet potato stack. You know, they took nature and turned it into that. <laughs> they like, turned it brilliant. into the sweet potato stack. That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, let's say that's, that always that kind of reminds me of the uh, of I don't know why this popped into my head, but Dennis Leary. You remember Dennis Leary? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Leary. One of his bits was you know like the French hate us, and you know why they hate us because we took the croissant, we turned it into a croissantwich. <laughs> <laughs> Our sweet potatoes are now stacked. Sweet potatoes are stacked. That's right. It's America. So anyway, but no, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to be part of, you know, the regular home thing with my folks on Thursday and then Friday, a big, uh, big shindig um, at my girlfriend's house. So it That's should be so fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. And I'm looking forward to it this year. So there you go. All right. Well, um, I'm glad your family had a wonderful time and I'm looking and I'm and, I'm, and I hope that you guys have a have a lovely uh, family smaller gathering on uh, the day after tomorrow. So very thank cool. you so much. All right. And food. I know you love food. Now, do people because you are the managing editor of the takeout and because like your job 24 seven, 365 consists of food. Does everybody like at a, at an event like Thanksgiving? Are there expectations? You know what I mean. Like, do people go, Ah, Marnie's the one. She's the editor over at the takeout. Her food better kick ass. You know what I mean? Do you, is that is is that expected of you? You know what's so funny? I think um, the takeout is so approachable in its sort of like tone and content. Yeah. That they're mostly assuming that I've already tried the latest candy and they're going to talk to me about that so (laughs) like the first thing they said when i came through the door was hey there's s'mores flavored candy corn on the table have you had it yet (laughs) (laughs) that's a great that's great that you have that's what people expect of you i love that and i follow you you know and by the way you are so much fun to follow on the socials i'm telling you (laughs) your instagram i love your instagram i love when you get something and then you just take 800 pictures of after you bit it (laughs) what it looks like the package your little comments i love that and i love reading i love reading the takeout and that's why i love having you on the show it's so much fun to talk about food with you and taste test stuff now i did i was not able to find the taste test thing that you suggested you know, obviously we communicate a little bit. We do actually prepare. I don't know if people know this or not, but we do prepare. <laughs> we do. For, for, for when you appear on the show. Maybe it doesn't <laughs> sound like it, but you do prepare. We do prepare. And, you know, you send me an email. I send you an email and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, we'll talk about some of the things that you wanted to get to. But you always suggest like a taste test thing and tell everyone what you, I couldn't find it. So I'll be taste testing something else, but tell everyone what we're going to end, end the segment with. So the new release from Reese's this month is the, uh, so they have the Reese's Big Cup series, which is just a single peanut butter cup, but it's like really big. And this one has a layer of caramel. So it's the Reese's Big Cup caramel. Oh, man. And it was just released on Friday. I went to two Walgreens, uh, uh, Marnie. One downtown. You would expect the one on State Street to have it. I was, I was, I was this morning, this very morning. I went to the one on State Street right next to the Chicago Theater, and they didn't have it. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
That's the You're best th- one in the city. I know. You are the big two-level Walgreens next to the Chicago Theater on State Street across from Macy's, and you don't have the caramel. But I, I did buy, which I've never tried, and I know these are not new, but I have not tried the, um, the Reese's Snack Cake. Mm-hmm. Now, you've tried it, right? I have, and I'm trying to say as little as possible because I want you to have your own conclusions and okay. have your own experience. But I All have right. tried it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so you'll be trying the Reese's Big Cup Caramel, which is new. That's brand new. I will be trying something new to me, but a lot of people have probably tried, and it's the Reese's Snack Cake, which is a chocolate snack cake covered in peanut butter and milk chocolate. Reese's Peanut Butter and Milk Chocolate. We love so Reese's here. We they, do. They, they have so much innovation. And they're so good. Oh, it's so, so good. All right, cool. Well, before we get to the food and the taste test and talk more about that, um, you are associated with one of my favorite things in the world, and that's Mortified. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been uh, a supporter of Mortified for many, many, many years and have had the founders and participants on my show back at WGN at the Car Wash many, many years and, uh, and, and have always been a fan of it. I've attended shows. And you guys have a big one. It's like the 20th anniversary. That's right. It's the 20th anniversary show, so it's a super stuffed version of a normal Mortified stage show. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So where is it? And tell everybody where and all that stuff. Sure. So to celebrate the 20th anniversary, we will be at the Vic Theater on Thursday, November 30th at 8 p.m. Uh, you can learn all about it at getmortified.com. It's listed right on the events on the homepage. But uh, yeah, all ages show and typically the Mortified stage show. And so Mortified is, you know, adults reading the mortifying things they created as adolescents. And they're reading them on a stage in front of perfect strangers. Yeah. Uh, so to celebrate 20 years of that, this show is going to feature not only those performers, but there will be celebrity guests and there will be musical guests joining. And so it's going to be a larger format than a normal show. It's going to be a little longer. It's going to be at this big, shiny venue, and it's going to be so much fun. Oh, man. And who are some of the, some of the, uh, some of the guest stars and people that are showing up who have never done Mortified before? Because this is so cool. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of notable guests, uh, among them David Pasquese, uh, who you might know from Veep or The Book of Boba Fett or TJ Mm -hmm. and Dave. Um, Katie Rich, uh, who works for Saturday Night Live. You know something about this. Yeah, Katie used to write uh, exclusively for Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. And on my other podcast, which is That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast, Katie was a guest uh, about four episodes ago, four or five episodes ago, one of the best and most fun episodes I've recorded of that podcast um, in the 47 or some uh, episodes. Yeah, Katie Rich, an incredibly funny woman who uh, is just hilarious. And I'm, I'm telling you, she will kill. She will kill. On, uh, it's going to be so great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, lots more folks. And then um, some people performing in the show uh, are from afar. And then some are Chicago-based uh, folks who have performed at Mortified shows in the recent past. Yeah. So there's, it's something of a greatest hits, as it were. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, it's it's going to be so much fun. I, I think my friend uh, who uh, was listening to me when he was a kid, his name is Nick, um, and he used mm-hmm. to call himself Nick Jr. Um, <laughs> he was a big fan of mine, and uh, and he's like, uh, I think he's in his twenties now. Yep. Um, I he I believe he's actually he's performed at Mortified a couple times, and I believe he he's performing. 
Yes, yes, he is. Nick Sansoni. Nick Sansoni, uh, yeah. Listed on the event as current filmmaker slash child script writer. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's a there's a nice um, segment from Nick that's going to be in the show, and I got to have a sneak preview of it, yeah. and it is it will not disappoint. <laughs> no, he's a good dude. He's a really good dude, and I watched him grow up before my eyes. It's astonishing because <laughs> he was like a he was like this young kid. I don't know, ten years old or something, nine ten years old. He was really obsessed with my show, and um, and he came down to the studio on on Halloween one night dressed as me. <laughs> And I, I saw him outside. Back This was back in the Tribune building when we used to do the show in the Fishbowl, right on Michigan mm-hmm. Avenue, where you could see outside. And I saw him out there, and I was like, come on in. And uh, <laughs> I met him. You know, I know his family and everything, and his, and his dad and his mom and everything. And and, um, and he's turned into, like, a, a film scholar, and he writes about film. He's making films. It's really great, you know, to see this kid who loved movies and who thought, you know, my show for some reason, he liked my show, uh, <laughs> to grow up right in front of me. And, uh Yeah. Yeah, and Nick is a classic example of someone who you see the seeds of that in their mortified piece. Yeah. And then as these performers grow up and become who they are, you know, they 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 have that reflected in their childhood writing. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so the twentieth anniversary show is November thirtieth at the Vic Theater and it's Mortified, twentieth anniversary. If you've never been to a Mortified show, you gotta check it out. Especially um, you know, if it's your first show, it's going to be spectacular because it's the 20th anniversary. It's special. And you've got all these incredible guests that are going to be there as well. So uh, every Mortified show is good, and this one's going to be great as well. So everybody check That's it right. out. November 30th at the Vic. All right. Uh, uh, and now we have to get the, the Marnie Sure Horror Report before we get to the <laughs> movies. Uh, Marnie, every time you've been, been on now f- over the past several visits, over the many, many months that we've been talking, uh, you have really taken a deep dive into horror. Um, And now particularly you're just I think you're doing like, uh, you know, I I think you're doing graduate graduate work on the (laughs) on the Chucky on the Chucky uh, character and movies and uh, TV series. That's right. Continuing Chucky education. Yeah. So tell me a little (laughs) bit about what's been going on in the horror world for you. So I only just saw the original Child's Play movie, the 1988 movie starring Chucky for the first time. Uh, I had never seen it. I watched it a couple months ago. And then I was like, well, there are, what, seven of these. I'll watch these. There's a remake from 2019. Mm-hmm. And by the time I finished all of those, I realized that I was not done. And there are three seasons of a television show to get through. So it's really like scholarly work, as you said. Uh, and I have my definitive rankings of all the Chucky films. Yes. But this past month, I've really been diving into the the TV show, which I believe is a sci-fi show. I watch it. Okay. I watch it on Peacock, but it is a sci-fi show. Yeah. It's on sci-fi. I mean, you can watch it on sci-fi, but it also, uh, I think it's available on a couple of uh, streaming services, but yes, it's definitely on Peacock for sure. And the season three is either currently running or just wrapped up uh, releasing because that that started in October of this year. Um, Yes. So I'm I'm still in the middle of season two, and uh, even that, you know, the first season was, I believe, eight episodes, the second season's eight episodes, so I haven't gotten that far, but that's because there is a lot there. Now, yeah. have you watched the show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all of I it? W- no, uh, not all of it. I'm, well, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm farther than you are. I'm into mm-hmm. season, I'm, I'm, I'm into season three, I haven't watched all of season three. Um, or I'm actually like, I think only two episodes into season three. So I, I think I'm like five, six episodes behind, but I've seen it. And I reluctantly, when the first season started, I reluctantly turned it on. I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this crap. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, this is really good. 
It's really good. And I and I was I was I was actually completely stunned at just how funny and 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 smart and really clever and good it is. I, mm-hmm. I were you surprised by its quality? Because I was. Yeah, I was surprised by its quality because the whole thing is, you know, this show just Chucky is on screen a lot more than he is in a lot of the horror films where right, you right. you have to minimize his presence to maximize the horror of it when he shows up. Yeah. But so Chucky's like almost constantly on screen on the TV now. So the challenge is, well, how do you still make him thrilling to watch? Right. Um, and, and they do manage it. And part of that is I think the kid actors are really doing a good job. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and the last time we talked, you were almost done with the movie series. Mm-hmm. You were almost done. I think you had one more or two more movies to go. What ended up, was, was, was the first one your number one on the list? You know, it was, but yeah. it was a close, funny enough, it was closely, uh, almost a tie with some of the latest ones in the series. Yeah, like um, Curse of Chucky and... Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky Cult were in. Of Chucky. Yeah. I think it was 2013 and 2017, maybe. I think or, you're right. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And those <laughs> those were incredible because they expand the lore right. of who this this murderer was who inhabits the doll, and right. they introduce a whole new layer of characters that now make appearances on the TV show. So yeah. someone described the Chucky TV series as the Avengers of Chucky, it, like, it is. where it's like all the major <laughs> players and the, and the retconning of the different yeah. plot lines. And yeah. It's like a Chucky, it's a Chucky verse is, yes. uh, is, is kind of what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I, and now are there any other horror things that you were, are, uh, that you have watched or that, uh, I mean, I know you've been, you've been really doing the Chucky thing, but have you had time, time to watch any other horror things or are you looking forward to anything horror related? This week, the goal is, and I know so help me if I have to go to the theater alone I will do it but I mm-hmm. want to see that Thanksgiving movie oh, no matter how stupid it is it's so stupid but it's so great <laughs> it's so great uh it is everything that I wanted it to be it's great. just it's shit but it's so much it's so much fun I mean no you'll love it you'll have a great time the opening 10 minutes uh is spectacular just nothing but carnage and uh yeah. I mean that opening 10 minutes alone it's worth the price of admission seriously I that's I had awesome. a great time, and I'm 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 a I'm a fan of Eli Roth. I shouldn't be because I know he's like a, he's kind of an annoying douchebag guy, but <laughs> but I like the movies he makes. I really do. The only one that mm-hmm. I actively hate is is Hostel Two. I didn't like his version of Death Wish, which I don't even count, which was <laughs> terrible. Um, but all of his other stuff, like I love Cabin Fever. I like the first Hostel. I like Green Inferno. Um, I like Knock Knock with Keanu, and I really like this one. I it's but yeah, it's that you'll, is a you'll, body of work, a very particular body he, of work. He isn't does, it? yeah, he does have a, a particular body of work. Most people hate it, but I I don't know. I for some reason he's like if, if I did have like one guilty pleasure director, it's Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I enjoyed the hell out of Thanksgiving. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was really. I'm so excited now. A really scary movie. Really great movie that actually, you know, as I've been putting my best of list, this thing is going to be on it. Um, it's this uh, fantastic movie called When Evil Lurks. It's on Shutter. Oh. It's on Shutter. Okay. Um, and it's really scary and really disturbing and twisted. Uh, so make sure you look it up. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't want to go into detail because I want to get to the to the food stuff here, but. It just write down the title When Evil Lurks. It's on Shutter, and it's one of the best movies of the year. Awesome. I will definitely and, look that and up. It will it will mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Right before I'm the holidays. Just, exactly. I'm just telling you now. 
this this thing will mess you up, man. Fantastic. And it's great. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, so horror, we covered that. You're getting into the Chucky. You'll be writing. You're, you'll be getting your PhD in Chucky uh, very soon. <laughs> Mortified, as we mentioned, is on November 30th at the Vic Theater. Mortified 20. Make sure you go to that. Now let's get to the food stuff. Um, the takeout. So here's something that I'm not uh, unfamiliar with. The first story, mm-hmm. uh, Marnie, which is think twice before drinking draft beer. Um, yeah. You probably know this already. I bartended for several years at a mm-hmm. few different bars in this city. Um, and I'm a little familiar with this, but it's kind of disturbing and a little bit weird. But you guys did a story about draft beer. Tell us all a little bit about that. Sure. And I would love yeah, to get your insight on this from yeah. a Chicago perspective. But uh, basically, you know, we think of draft beer and cans and bottles as just like side by side menus at a bar. And it doesn't really matter which one we order. Yeah. But. Depending on what you order on draft and where you are ordering it, like what type of establishment, you might be getting absolutely bacteria-riddled, flat, dirty beer. Uh, Because the way that bars are set up, there is not a good infrastructure to clean beer lines regularly. So that's the, the tubing that goes from the kegs to the taps. And when a beer is not ordered very often, or when the taps are set up too far from the kegs in the layout of the bar, the beer is just sitting in that vinyl hosing, yep. uh, hoses, and uh, and it grows flat. It, you know, um, sort of snags on the inside of the vinyl, causing bacteria buildup. And it's just not going to be the beer you want to drink. And I've actually... Before I even knew any of this happened, I experienced it because I would go to bars and order a beer that I know to be a very uh, transparent glass of beer, (laughs) and I would get something incredibly opaque, (laughs) (laughs) and you'd wonder what the difference was, or something that just doesn't taste like what you know you ordered, Mm -hmm. and a lot of those issues can be beer lines. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, Marnie. You're absolutely right, and 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 I can always like if when I was a, when I was a drinking man, I would drink whatever. I, well, I mean, you know, I would drink whatever they put in front, <laughs> put in front of me. But um, when I did have draft beer, and I normally, um, you know, depending on what it was, I I didn't drink a lot of draft beer unless I was at a place that sort of specialized in it, mm-hmm. um, or if I was in the mood for like a Guinness or a Black and Tan or something like that. I would I would I would get them then. But normally, I drink I drink bottled beer for the most part. Uh, but when you, you know, like I, you know, like you get a, you get a, you know, you draft beer or something, uh, especially if you're getting like a $2 paps or something at some bar uh, and you take a sip of it, you're like, oh shit. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. clear, they don't, they have not cleaned their lines and you can tell, you can tell yeah. not just by the way it looks. Cause some, some of them look as funky as you just described, but as soon as you put it to your mouth and it tastes flat and nasty, it's like, yeah, clean your lines, man. Yeah. And it's like acidic too. Like yep. when it's, when the lines aren't clean, there's something about it that gives it like a sharp tang and it's it's gross it is gross absolutely it's really weird i worked at and i'm not going to say which bars that i worked at i think it's sure. people who know me but one of them was considered a dive bar this place that mm-hmm. i worked at and by all accounts it was a dive, <laughs> it was considered a dive bar because it was, it was <laughs> fair and it was it was a four o'clock joint so like after two o'clock it was one of these places where like you could get knifed or mm-hmm. you know whatever yeah. uh so it was a four o'clock bar a lot of people went there when they were already drunk but i'm telling you of the places that i, I bartended at four different places four different bars in this city. The dive bar had the most consistently cleaned, uh, the most consistently cleaned lines. 
I'm not oh. kidding. So I'm there was just kidding. more of a protocol for cleaning them? Or I, yeah. It- no, they were serious about it. I mean, they like, you know, like if you showed up at three o'clock in the morning to this dive bar expecting just like a shitty beer, it was like people would sometimes take a sip and go, wow, this is really good. <laughs> I mean, wow. You know, but they, yeah. but it, was, it was just so ironic and weird that the one bar that consistently cleaned their lines when they should and cared about it was this shitty dive bar that I worked at. <laughs> and maybe it's because they know they're up against people's expectation, uh, people's low expectations, right? Yeah. So like they're going to yeah. surpass them. <laughs> or maybe because so many alcoholics went in there and went, hey, you need to clean your lines. Maybe that. <laughs> That's right. Maybe they got shamed. I don't know. So, so what is the, is the, you know, what, what else does the article uh, uh, say? Are there, are there rules to look out for, for, for lines that aren't clean or what's the? Well, they say, you know, if you're going to order a draft beer, if you know what you're ordering, it's best to order things that you know have a high turnover, something popular, something Got that's it. not a counterintuitive choice that's going to have been yeah. sitting in the line longer because yeah. no one's ordering it. So, like, yeah. high turnover is your best friend. Yep. Ordering draft during peak hours is actually a better choice because the beer is moving through the lines faster than it has a chance to grow flat. Yeah. And, of course, uh, even bartenders uh, impress upon people that, like, that's not the main source of potential bacteria in a bar. It's the glassware. So, you know, just always giving your glass a quick look before you sip is going to save you a lot of trouble in the long run, too. Right. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's hit or miss when you get a draft beer. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's it's sometimes, and I'm not kidding you, Marty, sometimes I'd go to a bar maybe I'd never been to before and I'd get like a pint and I would take a sip and go, oh, shit, these guys need to clean their line. Like immediately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, it didn't stop me from drinking it, but it's. No, uh, no, you paid for that. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, tell me about the uh, Chicago food gifts. Um, Now, uh, this is Gold Belly that you're talking about where you can get some really cool Chicago food gifts. And by Chicago, you mean like the classic, um, uh, you know, the, the, the iconic Chicago foods that we all love. You can get gifts for the holidays for people, correct? Yeah, iconic is right. Uh, Gold Belly, for those who don't know, is a service online. Basically, they take, um, when, a, when a restaurant has a beloved item, it's not as simple as being able to ship it all over the country because restaurants don't have infrastructure set up for that, like the online ordering systems and the shipping systems. So Gold Belly is a service that sort of, does it partners with these restaurants and does it for them. There is a huge markup. None of these things are cheap, but it's the only way sometimes to get that like iconic taste of these Chicago foods. Yeah. So we kind of looked around and found some of the coolest stuff you can order on Gold Belly for the holiday season. Maybe there's someone out of state that you could ship it to who's missing Chicago food. Yeah. Um, but there's all sorts of cool stuff. Like there's a Vienna beef hot dog chicago style hot dog kit and i've actually used it uh i've had a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. they they package it up with almost everything you need the buns the hot dogs the mustard the relish the sport peppers because you can't mm-hmm. get those in most of the country yeah it's um, true. and the celery salt uh you do have to provide the the onions and tomatoes and stuff that would be funky if they shipped it but sure mostly you'll have what you need to make a bunch of hot dogs That's for you know, maybe hot the chicago themed party or something and no ketchup in the container at all none perish the thought <laughs> no god no <laughs> uh no the sport peppers will suffice and the mustard that's right that's um right. but yeah then there's uh you can get frozen deep dish which mm-hmm. surprisingly you you know with all that cheese you wonder if it's gonna heat up well it travels and freezes and thaws and cooks beautifully that's what i've heard so uh, mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Our, my old friend Spike O'Dell, who uh, used to do mornings on uh, on WGN, 
he lives in Nashville. And he's lived there for many, many years. Um, and he every year, you know, every, I don't know, two, three times a year, he will get Lou Malnati's uh, um, frozen delivered to his place in Nashville because when he lived here in Chicago, he loved Lou Malnati's. And I can't tell you the number of times when Spike's like, yeah, it's, it <laughs> tastes like you are at the Lou Malnati's and it just came out of their oven. It's really, really, the quality is terrific. So. And that's that makes it worth it, doesn't it? Like that that irreplaceable uh, yeah. taste that no restaurant nearby is doing. So absolutely, yeah. yeah the, they, you can get a um, you can get the pizzas from a lot of places on Gold Belly. They've got Lou Malnati's, um, and you can get like a four pack if you wanted. Uh, My pie, Pequods, and Labriola are all on there. Wow! Yeah, very cool. Very very cool. Uh, so yeah, there's a that's a great gift idea for people who you know, like you said, maybe have moved away and are missing Chicago. That's a great gift idea. So Gold Belly, uh, it's yep. a little, it's it, it might be a little bit pricey, but what the hell, it's good. Uh, it's 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 a great gift for people to get the iconic Chicago foods. Yeah, and it's it's really you know they can't get that anywhere else, so you're giving yeah. them a really great gift. That's great. Okay, cool. All right, now uh, you guys have talked about the you know this happens every year, Marnie. Uh, you know, we, we try to warn people about frying your Thanksgiving turkey and mm-hmm. people don't listen. They set garages on fire. They do, you know, like all kinds of really, t- and, and, and this is not a joking matter, actually. Right. Uh, like it's a dangerous thing. And some horrible accidents have happened that involve fire and burning people and all kinds of crazy stuff and accidents. Um, you said you have guys have an article here about how the dangers are numerous when it comes to mm-hmm. frying your turkey. So. Here is our annual warning. Uh, <laughs> maybe you should think twice before you think about deep frying your turkey, especially if you've never done it before. Yeah, and it is not too late to scrap your turkey frying plans. You know, like yeah. you, there are so many great ways to prepare a turkey. Deep frying is just like there are limited returns. There are for how much can go wrong, right? And yeah. and it's um, the National Fire Protection Association basically spends all year warning people about this, but it really ramps up in November. Um, you know, you're you're taking a dish that people only cook once a year, so they're not even experienced in cooking it in a lot of cases. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> and then you're adding entire gallons of scalding oil. Right. And that would be bad enough, but like, People who never cook turkey and never deep fry anything are going from zero to 60 pretty fast with this Absolutely. deep fried turkey. Yeah. So, it, but the, just the number of things and the rich uh, variety of things that can go wrong while you're frying a turkey are kind of unthinkable. Like yeah. the, the fryer is a very vertical device. And I know this, we fried them for several years in my family's Thanksgivings and it just ended up, you know, too many close calls. We called it off. But yeah. On top of that, it was always dry. So, yep. you know, it it, cook, it overcooks too fast. But that aside, even if you cook it perfectly, the vertical fryer can tip over and spill hot oil everywhere because yep. you're instructed to put it, you know, on the grass or wherever that's away from the structures of your house. Right. So, you know, it can tip over on that uneven landscaping. Uh, people overload it with oil because what did we learn in science class about displacement? Once you put the turkey in, the oil overflows over the top of it because there was yep. too much oil put in there. Yep. And so that's already boiling and it's, you know, then it goes everywhere. And then, you know, with, I didn't even know this one, but without the proper thermostat controls constantly monitoring the temp of this turkey, the oil can reach the point of combustion. <sighs> so just column of flame. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, Jeez. um, 
if you decide that, you know, I can take it, even if it's cold out there, I'll start preparing the turkey in the snow. But things like rain and snow can fall into the fryer and become scalding steam immediately. So it's yeah. just like, it's like, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. let's let's leave it to the professionals if we want it deep fried. That's right. I, w- I agree with that 100%. And, 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 and I've seen enough videos of like, like I said, like garages catching on fire and like what, and everything that you're saying about the vertical thing tipping over and like this scalding flamed oil flying all over the driveway and stuff. I mean, who wants that? You know? Yeah. It's not, th- the turkey's not that good. No. You know, it's not worth no. this. <laughs> I, I never even thought about, uh, I thought about it until you said it just a few minutes ago. I was like, yeah, we only took, we only cooked the thing once a year anyway, so it's not like we're experienced. Right. <laughs> you know, it's we not like know. we have a, we have a lot of practice. Like, I make a turkey every other week. No, I don't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's true. That's true. So don't fry your, don't fry your Thanksgiving turkey because it's dangerous. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now here, now we were talking a little bit about this the last time you were on that AMC, you know, the, the, the theater chain that everybody goes to, uh, they started selling their popcorn in grocery stores and they were selling like concessions and stuff with their name printed on it. And now Cinemark is doing the same thing, but now they're delivering. So movie theater snacks and popcorn and concessions from Cinemark and AMC. Now Cinemark is delivering. What's going on there? It is so interesting because movie theaters are trying to become more things to more people since... There's, you know, I guess a limited amount of people going to movie theaters right now. So Mm -hmm. they, Cinemark has taken almost the opposite approach from AMC, but both are really fascinating. So as you said, AMC now sells AMC branded popcorn in grocery stores, both uh, the microwave pouches and a pre-bagged kind, um, pre-popped. And um, now Cinemark is going to continue to make its concessions, obviously, like normal and deliver them via all of the third-party apps. So they've partnered with DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats, and they're the only cinema chain, I believe, who's partnered with all three. Wow! Um, so they're they're making it, you know, as frictionless as possible to for you to say, I don't feel like going to the theater, but I would like some hot movie theater popcorn. You know, um, yeah. You can, and you can order pretty much any of these concessions through these services. Popcorn, yeah. candy, chips, soda, hot dogs, nachos, and uh, even like ices and chicken wings, which I don't I don't know how an icy is going to yeah. show up uh, with <laughs> the perfect slushy consistency, yeah. but they seem yeah. confident. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. and, and, and uh, do they, is, is because they're going through DoorDash and they're going through Uber Eats and stuff like that, does it, I mean, I, I, again, the markup is something, I would imagine. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little pricey if you just want some popcorn from Cinemark. That's right. It's more yeah. about getting the, they're, they're selling you on the experience. And they have right. some bundles that, you know, allegedly offer a discount on certain things. But mm-hmm. um, it's all about, like, they know you're not going to make this stuff to the same degree at home. So that's right. kind of the hook, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So, and that, has that started already? Is that is that up and going? That uh, the partnership is in the middle of rolling out. So I, I think that by the end of the year they hope to really have it cooking. Okay. So Cinemark uh, is going to deliver concessions through those three big apps, um, mm-hmm. and so you can get. You don't have to leave your house if you've got a seventy-seven inch TV. You can just order <laughs> from Grub. Grubhub, get your Cinemark snacks and popcorn and and, and ices. Again, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> don't know. But yeah, but so there you go. All right. Well, that sounds cool. So those are the latest things that people uh, can check out. Um, before we do the little quick taste test, stuff that you're working on, um, that uh, the articles that you're working on for The Takeout. And again, thetakeout.com, thetakeout.com, bookmark it and check it out. What do you guys, uh, what, what, can we, what can we read and see coming up? 
Well, it being the holiday season, we're trying to think of how we can make people's lives easier. So uh, starting this week and going through early to mid-December, we're going to focus a lot on gift guides. Um, you know, just ideas for what to get if you're going to a dinner party, what to get for people who are really hard to buy for. Uh, today we just published um, Trader Joe's stocking stuffers that cost $5 or less. You know, these cool. these little gifting occasions that you encounter all yeah. season long and don't yeah. want to have to think too hard about, that's what we're yeah. here for. Cool. All right. Awesome. So make sure you check that out for all the help you need when you're going to all these different holiday parties and family functions and stuff like that. The takeout is what you need to check out. Cool. That's right. Okay, so it's new. It's another product from Reese's. It's Reese's Big Cup with Caramel, as you described at the beginning of the segment. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was not able to find one. Um, so I have the Reese's Snack Cake, which is a chocolate snack cake, like a fudge snack cake covered in Reese's peanut butter and uh, milk chocolate on, uh, on the outside. So... Are you are now you're we, we've both established we've established that we're both big fans of Reese's and what you I mean, you're you're a commie if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the number one Halloween I'm, candy. So we're yeah, objectively yeah. right. Come on. Um, yeah. But I, so I have never tried uh, this uh, the snack cake thing before. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm it's excited a different about format it. for them. Yeah, it's a. Um, I've opened it up and it's a it's not a cup. It's like it's a it's like it looks like a candy bar. It's like a mm -hmm. it's like a thicker sort of like it looks like a twix kind of but thicker and it's it's it i think it's more like almost like a cross between a candy bar and a um like a hostess right like a hostess yes cake. it's very close to a hostess i've not bitten into it yet but i know that mm -hmm. there's a cake inside of it so it is kind of like it has the hostess cake quality what with uh, peanut butter and chocolate so what is the what are you what are you looking at now you've got the the uh, the big cup yes uh, so i'm holding the big cup the big cup is bigger than a standard. It's um, 1.4 ounces just for the single cup that they sell. Yeah. And so it's hefty. And I can't see any of the caramel because it's hiding uh, on a, it's on top of the peanut butter, according to the image. Um, so, so it's layered. It's layered yes. on top of it. Okay. Yes. So okay. I'm excited to see how the combo of these flavors works. Okay. Well, why don't you take a bite of yours and then I'll take a bite of my uh, snack cake. So okay. this is... Uh, uh, Marnie is checking, uh, taking a bite of the Reese's Big Cup with Caramel, brand new. So mm -hmm. what do you think? Yes. All right, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to bite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I laughing. To, yeah, <laughs> I, because it tastes like a Reese's Cup. I taste yeah. no caramel whatsoever. I think oh. I need to take another bite toward okay. the center to see. Sure. I would, yes. Why don't you take another bite? Just for posterity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, you have to, you want to make sure it's fair. It's true. Okay. So <laughs> the caramel is, I thought it was going to be on the top, just under that surface chocolate. Yeah. It's on the bottom. Oh. Which is kind of funny because you don't expect your teeth to sink into it in that direction, like the bottom yeah. teeth. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so I might eat it upside. I might prefer to eat it upside down. Okay, but, well, that's um, a good note. That's a good note. Maybe eat it upside down. Yes. Yeah, you know what's so funny? Like it's there texturally, I guess, but it's just kind of like a a bit of sticky goo. Like there's no flavor. You don't know that you're eating caramel. It's sort of just like what's this uh, intrusive texture in okay. my Reese's cup? You know, okay. like definitely not offensive, but I don't really yeah. taste anything there. So the so the so the you you prefer the regular big cup as opposed to the one with the. Yeah, with keep things caramel. simple. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to try this snack cake. Uh, and by the way, my apartment's very warm, so it's very melty right now. Uh, oh, wow, that's ideal. <laughs> so, okay, I did into it, and there are now chocolate all over my hands. 
Oh, I have a napkin. And, mm. Boy, there's a lot. Boy, um, <laughs> man, there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, one of these will do for your sugar intake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what do you think? It's good. It's good. But my God, that's a lot. It's pretty you know? dense, as I remember. It's Is it pretty really dense? dense? It's really dense. And it's, a, it's like a, a very dense, uh, um, thick piece of cake, fudge mm-hmm. cake. And of course, we all know that the peanut butter and the milk chocolate is delicious, but the cake is good, but it's a lot. I mean, I, t- <laughs> I took one bite and I'm like, yeah, my sugar intake is done for the day. Yeah. It's yeah, really, it's, What is it about cake that feels even sweeter than a Reese's cup? You're, you know? you're right. Reese's. I know. I mean, yeah, the cake adds an element. I mean, it's really tasty. There's no question about it, but it's a little overwhelming. It's like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going a- on. I had a cousin who stocked up on them, and I was like, I think I only want one of these, like, a month. No, that's right. I mean, I'm fine, but I feel like I'm going to, like, if I eat this whole thing, I'm going to be bouncing around here like a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. You want a sugar rush? There you go. But it's tasty as hell. The consistency is nice. It's nice, thick piece of uh, cake in the middle of it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. But, man, it's a lot. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. I'd right, say so, both of these are worthy entries into the Reese's catalog. That's right. Just adjust your expectations, especially where the caramel is located. That's what yeah. you Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Marnie, always a pleasure. Um, and we will talk to you, you know, uh, uh, next month. Like, Bob, we'll get you. We'll get you on, like, right before Christmas. Awesome. So Thank you so much for having me. Time. It's this always a blast. And, uh, and, and have a great time. Um, uh, on the 30th at uh, at uh, Mortified 20. It's going to be so Thank much fun. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Okay. All right, Marnie, take care, okay? You too. There you go. That's the great Marnie Schur from The Takeout. Check out thetakeout.com. Great food website. She's awesome. So there you go. All right, yeah, boy, I'm going to go brush my teeth before I talk to Esmeralda Leon, who is up next. Esmeralda, yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Time to talk to Esmeralda Leon, who joins me on uh, every uh, episode of the podcast. And here she is. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. So uh, are you all prepared for Thanksgiving? Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's like any other Thursday. Yeah, pretty much. Just gonna go eat some food. <laughs> Eating some food and uh, all that, uh, all that cool stuff. I, you know, I like Thanksgiving because it's just it's about uh, eating like a pig, and then uh, yeah, pretty much. And uh, sitting at a table and maybe arguing uh, with uh, with families and friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. On my other podcast, uh, Esmeralda, the uh, Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live podcast that I do called "That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years." Um, Dropping this week, which would be tomorrow on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, I uh, count down my 10 favorite Thanksgiving sketches or bits that, Ooh, they, that yeah. they've done on SNL over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Can you remember any uh, any Thanksgiving bits that uh, that stand out for you? I don't remember any specific Thanksgiving, unless I don't think this one's Thanksgiving with Sarah Michelle Gellar mm-hmm. uh, and Will Ferrell, and they're having uh-huh. dinner. I think yeah. that's just dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where it was like, I drive a Dodge Stratus when. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's just a regular dinner, but it's um like she's the her daughter's fr- I think Amy Poehler plays the daughter. I th- I think no, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is the daughter. And but yeah, and yeah, okay, and then like the and the mother is Anna Gasteyer, I think, mm-hmm. and, and the father mm-hmm. is Will Ferrell, and they're and they're like, don't yell at the dinner table when they're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just kind of and and a lot of it consists of them clanging and like eating, like there's a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cutting, cutting yeah, like what? tiny little yeah, bits of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did that a few times. I remember they did one, one of those they did with, with, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was the daughter. Oh. Um, and they did one that was similar. They, that was, I can't remember what the name of that, the family was, but it was these families and they hated each other. Um, right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Sarah Michelle Geller was one of them, and they did one with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Remember Gwyneth Paltrow tells Anna Gaston, shut up, biatch, she says to, to, her, to her mom. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, you know what? There is um, the – I remember one of the commercials they did. Yeah. So yeah, you know yeah. I'm like, is it for Thanksgiving or was it just like holidays in general? But when they had the turkey that you pump up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, like the shoes, like the Nike shoe thing. Yeah, yeah, and it was like pump it up. Yeah, it was <laughs> Chris guests. Rock. Chris Rock. Pump it yeah, up. yeah, just pump it up. And they, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great one. That was a, that was I. You know, I didn't. That didn't make my my top ten for the pot for the podcast episode. But that's definitely one. That's definitely one of them. Because I remember it was Chris Rock going up, pump it up. Because it was like when the Nike, <laughs> when the Nike, pump, when the Nike pump shoe came out, when you could pump the, yeah. the tongue of what the shoe. Do what do what do those even do? They tighten. They tighten around your foot. It's like they would it would it would be like shouldn't already it be like not tight but shouldn't it be snug? You would think, yeah, you would think, but <laughs> I because your shoe would fit, right? Like, isn't that kind of what the? Yeah, I guess the idea is if oh shit, I bought the wrong size. At least I got this thing where I can pump it up. You know, I don't I don't quite know. They should make those for children. Yeah, I yeah, I mean these were for adults. I remember uh, those shoes, but yeah, the they should, you got they should if, make them for kids because then you could get big ones and then you yeah. just pump it up, <laughs> pump it up. No, I remember that. That was and a good one. Them. That was a good one. That was a good one. And that that also reminds me of the Three Stooges um, short where they take over when the the like the cook and the maid get fired and they leave. So the so the. The Three Stooges, it's a, it's a curly. And the Three Stooges come in and they mm-hmm. take over for this party. And they're cooking like uh, a turkey. And at one point, they, mm-hmm. they overcook the turkey and it goes and like collapses. You know, because it's, it's all dried oh, no. out. So it all it, it just Jesus. like completely deflates. And so what they do is they put um, they put gas in it. And pump and, uh, and fill it full of gas, you know, like uh, uh, like nitric, you know, like nitrous gas. Oh, okay. And they fill it full of gas. Gasoline. I was like, yeah, no, no, Lord. not gasoline. No, no, like, uh, but like gas, like from the like from the stove. You know, like, pfft, and mm. they fill it up. They fill it up with gas, right. and it's like, ah, you better put a few extra slices in there, you know. And they, pfft, 
and they fill it up even more. And then of course it blows up. Like and they like but they do that right. with a cake. They do that with a cake too. They do it with a cake, like the cake deflates. Or I would think it would float away. Yeah, they did that with a cake. Yeah. Float away, yeah. but you know. They did it with a cake. They did it with a cake too. Put another couple a couple extra slices in there where they blow the cake up and then they and then they light the candles and they bring it out and Vernon Dent who's always oh, always no. blows the candles out and explodes all over the room. The cake explodes oh, all over the boy. room. Yeah, you can't. Oh, those stooges. You can't expect <laughs> the three stooges to throw a successful dinner party. They're the three stooges. <laughs> what did they, they just had like random jobs, right? Oh, yeah. Like that oh, yeah. Point. Just, I can't, like, I'll tell you something. Folks. I don't know what, <laughs> you know, I don't know if this has ever been like, I, well, I've never, I'm sure it has been checked, but I've never personally checked it. Like if you Googled, how many jobs have the three stooges had? <laughs> because there are like, oh, I don't know how oh, many. Hundred, there I, are I, jacks I, of all trades. Yeah. They're jackasses of all trades. But they, but they, you know, they, they like in almost every, uh, there you go. <laughs> almost every, almost every short, they have a different job or they run a different business. Um, I mean, they've been tailors, right. they've been cooks um they've been actors they've been exterminators they i mean it just they've been ice delivery guys they deliver ice there was i mean it's just fish they sell fish <laughs> they ran a, they ran a dog cleaning service where they would put dogs on a conveyor belt and clean them um yeah i mean <laughs> wait somebody did somebody have this 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 machine already or no they built did they it they invent it they invented. Oh, they're wow. like dog. They were dog cleaners. You drop your dog off at the beginning of the room in the in the building, and then they take the dog mm -hmm. and Larry or one of them puts it on a conveyor belt, and they run the dog through the conveyor belt, and these hand these magic hands come out. They drop the magic hands come out and and rub the soap all over the dog. But they and, managed to build it themselves. See, not yeah. so dumb. Yeah, not so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've had, but they've had like seven. I can't imagine. Uh, you know, uh, you know, being the accountant for the Three Stooges because every year it's like, how many fucking W two? Oh, they're not guys paying have? taxes. They're not, yeah, they're not paying taxes. I imagine they're not paying taxes, <laughs> or if they are, they're doing them wrong because they're doing them themselves. Yeah. They owe a lot of money to the IRS. Yeah, well, they're probably tax guys too. They're probably on the side. They're it's probably true. tax guys. They're doing their own taxes. Yeah, and terribly. Yeah, not well. I would not. I would not trust. You know, uh, I would not. I would not. I would not trust the Three Stooges as my CPA. As my CPAs, I just. I don't think I would. I don't think. That I mean, work. also, are they? I mean, they're not in the same city every time, right? That's kind of. Uh, that's kind of unknown. Like they've. It varies. Because like, they get a know, reputation of being awful. You would. You know think, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because there's, but there's also stooges in different time periods. Because there were cavemen stooges, mm. old west stooges, oh, wow. old west stooges. Um, you know, uh, like. Uh, uh, Civil War stooges, uh, World War II stooges. They've been, you know, they've been in every, I think they've been in every branch of the military. I think the three stooges. So are we supposed to, are we supposed to believe like caveman stooges is just them, but like their ancestors? Yeah. Like it's like Shemp's great, 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 great grandfather. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stooges through the time yeah that's what it is i mean it's historical stooges you could literally touch every the renaissance age the you know like yeah. every i, I mean, mean yeah seriously. that makes sense yeah there's, there's like, been a stooge in every, yeah, <laughs> every absolutely. timeline absolutely and and there's and the, and another thing is like 
you know, you know, since, you know, Thanksgiving is about eating and preparing food and stuff like that, there are a lot of shorts. There are a lot of stewed shorts where they prepare meals and where they eat like mm-hmm. a lot. Like at one, I remember one, you know, like uh, they, they didn't have a lot of food. So they had like a slice of ham and two eggs or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, they cook up the food and, uh, and, and so Shem or, uh, or, or, uh, Larry and like Mo and Larry cook up the food and Larry and mm-hmm. Mo get a half a slice of ham each and an egg each. Um, and See, they... that's, that's silly. <laughs> you scramble them. Yeah. And you dice up the turkey and put it into the eggs. No, the ham. It's a ham. Sli- it was a slice or of ham. the ham. Yeah. No, but you here's dice what up they... the ham, you put it in the eggs and then everyone gets to eat. Wow. Yeah, but... These three stooges. <laughs> but here's, but here's what they did. Cause Larry and Mo are jagoffs. Um, they did this to, 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 cause this was a joke. They did it in a couple of shorts. They did it to Shemp once and to, and to, uh, Mo, or I'm sorry, Shemp once and to Curly once. So oh. they've got, they've got a slice of ham with a bone in it, the circular bone, you know, mm-hmm. you got a slice mm-hmm. of ham, like a ham steak with a bone in it, they got a ham steak and two eggs. And so they make a half a slice of uh, ham and an egg for Larry, a half a slice of ham and an egg for Mo. And then, uh, like they give Curly the bone and the eggshell and uh (laughs) how mean wait a minute they did this to shemp and to curly they did it like it's two different because there are a lot of now how did they do it well well, how did they do it to shemp because isn't he one of the more violent ones (laughs) no 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 uh shemp no 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 he just knock you one no, Mo was the was the most according, and you remember from the Simpsons where Hermer goes, Mo, he's their leader. Remember when he when he's watching the <laughs> stage? <laughs> he goes, oh, there's Mo, he's their leader. Um, so Mo is the one that you think of when it's like we, he's the one who slaps the shit out of the other two almost all the time. Like Mo is kind of mm, the most violent. Okay. Um, but Shemp. and and Curly, uh, they they were kind of they took the brunt of a lot of the uh, stuff. Um, oh, so so at the at the end, or when, at the, the so the bit is like Curly would go, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, look at you guys, you got you, you got look at the food you got, you know, because they got a half, they each have a half a slice of ham and an egg each. Yeah, and so and and so Mo goes, what are you squawking about? We get a half a slice of a half a slice of uh, uh, ham each and an egg each, and you get a, you get a whole bone and two whole eggshells, and you're oh, complaining. Man. <laughs> and he's like you're oh, right guys you guys are he goes you're right mo you boys are swell to me you know he's, oh wow because <laughs> they gave him a whole egg and two whole eggshells right yeah. that's a lot yeah <laughs> so do not trust the your thanksgiving dinner to the three stooges so um, yeah they'll fill it with gas no that's right and they'll <laughs> blow the whole room up like a, especially if you're having a cake for dessert uh, put a couple of more slices Put a couple more slices in there and then slap you across the face. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. She's wearing a Shemp shirt. She's like me. No, she's a Shemp fan. Yeah, she's Ooh. my favorite. Shemp is my favorite uh, stooge, and so and Carrie Russell. Hi, I'm Carrie yeah. Russell, and I, I love Nick's show. That's right. Yeah, Shemp is my favorite, and that's not a popular... That's not a popular. Everybody's favorite is Curly. That's everybody's favorite. Right. Well, because he's the dumb. He's like really dumb. 
Yeah, he's yeah, and he's fat and funny and you know bald. Like he's like you may he you feel so bad for him. Yeah, he really like tugs at the heartstrings because Moe's just mean. Moe just like <laughs> oh he's their leader. That's a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my dad's my dad's favorite stooge always has been and always will be Larry. My dad loves Larry. Like you know Larry's kind of the quiet stooge. You know he's right. got fantastic hair. And he can play the violin. He's a great musician. Um, he can do the Russian dance, you know, where you cross your arms and, you know, you kick your legs, you know, that Russian dance oh, where, you wow. squat, where you squat down. Yeah. And, yeah, he can do that. My dad loves Larry. And Larry's always the kind, he's kind of in the background. And like, he doesn't do anything suddenly like Mole slapped the shit out of him for no reason. Like, Larry's like, I didn't do anything. You know, he gets slapped for no reason. <laughs> Just like stay. there is actually one short where like at the end of the short he's beating the shit out of uh, uh out of Curly Moes at the end of the mm-hmm. short and he just kind of like and and Larry's just standing there which happens often Larry just kind of stands there while Mo beats the shit out of Champ or he beats the shit out of Curly so right he's be- he, at the end of this sketch or at this at the end of this particular short he's slapping he's slapping the shit out of Curly like repeatedly and Larry's standing there and he just turns to Larry slaps him for no reason like right across the face and, and Larry goes Larry goes I'm standing here. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> it's, one my, it's one of my favorite moments ever. Like in a studio. I'm standing here. I'm not doing nothing. He gets slapped across the face by Mo. It's fucking great. Man, oh man. So, did your brother ever get into the Stooges? Because I know, like most, most, and I don't want to. I wanna... don't think so. Yeah, because I'm like, sure I don't. You... I can't remember him ever watching. It. Yeah, because that was. I mean that's a guy. It's a guy thing. I know that that's that's a that's kind of a cliche, but it's kind of true. It's like uh, most women don't like the Stooges. You know, they are like, don't give a I shit. I don't. I yeah. I yeah. I could care less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I worship the Stooges. I love the Stooges, but like for the most part, women are like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't give a shit about the Stooges. Yeah, it's real funny. They slap each other and you know, smash bottles over their heads, or you know, that kind of stuff. They've also been in prison a lot too, Esmeralda. They've, of course, they've been. In, been in pri- they've broken out. Of course, out, they have. They've broken out of. They've broken out of prisons. It's like you know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's the best. So anyway, well, the Stooges, the uh, the Thanksgiving, but anyway, the the SNL one. I, I won't give it away because I want people to actually you know subscribe right. and listen yeah, to yeah, the podcast. Yeah. But one of my favorites, I do have. I do have the very first time I play back and talk about. The origins of it, of all the sketches, I talk about the origins, who wrote them, and all that stuff mm-hmm. um, for every every sketch. But I do play the very first time the on Weekend Update back in the day when Adam Sandler did the Thanksgiving turkey song. A turkey oh for, yeah, you know, yeah, turkey yeah. for me, a turkey for you. You know that whole that whole, <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. Thanksgiving. You know he does the whole turkey song. <laughs> yeah. So the very first time when Kevin Nealon was the update anchor, and he gets mm-hmm. Kevin Nealon, Kevin Nealon to join in, Turkey for you, and they do the they do the stupid turkey song. <laughs> so I do have that, and that became, of course, a classic. He would do in concert and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But one of my favorites that I do include is: um, Do you remember when Bobby Moynihan um, used to imitate Guy Fieri? Um, vaguely. Oh God, like, I remember he- him in it. Yeah, <laughs> you should look this up, Esmeralda. Look it up because he 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 did Guy Fieri probably seven eight times, you know, uh, on mm. on SNL. And now um, it's uh, well, it, it it's Molly Carney does uh, Guy Fieri now. 
Um, yeah. And then it was 80 Bryant for a little while, but now it's Molly Carney. But at the time when, you know, like in the mid to late 2000s, when like Guy Fieri, like was at the, on, you know, still on the top of the pedestal, but really big. Guy Fieri used to play him. And the very first time he ever did Guy Fieri was on Weekend Update on the Thanksgiving episode. And he came out as Guy Fieri sharing his Thanksgiving um, recipes. <laughs> and they're ridiculous. You know, it's it's like, okay, soak the, you know, like, like uh, you know, like soak your turkey in rumple mints. Like it was stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> And every, and he had like the crazy hair, and he's like, like at one point he's like, all right, everybody get ready for the big T day party, and then he was like, you know, full throttle, and he's like screaming, <laughs> screaming that all the stuff that Fiatti does. Right. He goes, time to put your sunglasses on wrong, and he had them on backwards, you know, on the back of his head, you know how Guy Fiatti walks around with the sunglasses yeah. <laughs> backwards. Put your sunglasses on wrong. <laughs> so, so I include the first time. That he came on nice. uh, as Guy Fieri, like screaming and yelling about, uh, you know, Seth Meyers starting fires is one of it because <laughs> everything is rhyming. <laughs> and th- so, but anyway, but if you've never seen um, Bobby Moynihan as Guy Fieri, just Google it because it's that's some stuff right there. By the way, I don't know if you watched SNL this past weekend with with um, what's his ass uh, Momoa, Jason Momoa. No, I didn't. Well, they did this. Inc- it was a terrible show because Momoa is not funny, and and it, it, it was it was bad. It was bad. It was just the writing was bad. It was not. It was not a good show. <laughs> but on Weekend Update, they had uh, John. Uh, 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 they had uh, uh, John uh, Austin Johnson and Andrew Jasmukes come out as these two guys, and they called themselves <laughs> Remember Lizards, and they were like musicians. And basically what they were doing is every time they they would do a song at Weekend Update, because like Seth, or not Seth Meyers, uh, uh, Colin Jost was like, who are you guys? You guys remember? Why are you called Remember Lizzie? Yeah, man, we're one of the greatest bands in the world. And essentially all they were, they were a ripoff, a takeoff of Imagine Dragons, but they called themselves Remember Remember Lizards. Oh, no. So so every song they did was sounded exactly like that. like like an every Imagine Dragons song starts, you know, like it, and and it was fucking hilarious. It was hilarious. It was the best part of the entire show was the uh, the the remember remember Dragons take off on Imagine Imagine uh, <laughs> Imagine what what are the hell it's, it's, uh, no Imagine Dragons and then they were, they were called Remember Lizards. So but ridiculous. Um, all right, so so uh, Thanksgiving uh, is uh, is this week. And now you are going to Joliet, right, for uh, for Thanksgiving? I will be, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's cool. Uh, do you do you take the uh, do you take the metro when you go, or do you drive out, or mm-hmm. how do you, just the? Is it no, what? I take just the metro. You take the metro, and where's is that the Northwest Line? I don't I'm, I, or which one is it? No, it's the Rock Island. Oh, the Rock Island. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I've been, I I take the metro now. You know, I mean, I take the metro twice a week, every week now, because ever since I started dating Julie, because she lives on the South Side, and I take the the South the South Shore. Mm-hmm. The South Shore one. I like the Metro. It's pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pleasant. yeah, if you get a, um, like more of the updated cars they have uh, where you can plug in yeah, the, uh, plugs and stuff, which is yeah. nice because, no, uh, you know, they didn't, yeah. they, they don't always have that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I charge my phone. I have, you know, like I've got my phone plugged in. I'm sitting there. That's a nice, you can actually fold the seat so it's a, it expands. You know what I mean? So it looks like you got two seats mm-hmm. facing each other. Yeah. That's always nice, man. I like the Metra. I think it's nice. So, 
So uh, to Joliet, and uh, what is that like from from where you? Are, what is it? It's like a twenty minute ride, twenty twenty five minutes. Something like that. What? Uh, how long of a ride is it? Like twenty twenty minutes when you're on the when you're on the train. You think it's twenty minutes? Yeah, it takes about twenty minutes to get to. to <laughs> oh my god! It takes like it's tw- like it, an hour. <laughs> is it? Is it? Okay, I don't know because I took yeah. I, t- I took the train. That's I, the fast one. I the, took the, the, the regular express. one is ninety minutes. <laughs> ninety minutes to Joliet. From now is twenty it, did, minutes. Where you have to? Where you oh, have to? Ca- where you have to catch the train though, or do you catch it down in the loop? Is that where you have to catch that one? Yeah, down in the loop. Yeah. Okay. Because there's the Northwest one. Is the, there's one by my place, but the one that I take to Julie's is at Millennium Station. Um, the one at on uh, uh, Randolph in Michigan, at the Millennium Station. That's where you where you catch that one. Um, but it, yeah. I, w- I remember taking the one out to uh, what the hell is it? Crystal Lake um, for the uh, the New Year's Eve thing that Steve Cochran does mm-hmm. at, the, at the Rouse Center. So I took it to Crystal Lake. That took almost an hour. That took like 45 minutes. Um, so I, I just didn't know what the, you know, what the timing was on that from downtown. But all right. Hour. There you go. It's yeah. Easy, though. It's uh, it's an easy it's an easy trip. On the old uh, Metro. So I think the guy, you know, because everybody's got like, um, I always feel like a Jagoff. Well, I feel like a Jagoff most times during every day. But there's a, because everybody's got, you know, the app and stuff on their phone. So when the conductor comes down, mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm always the asshole who's got like, you know, like $3 and <laughs> paying cash. I always feel like I'm like, because well, I remember. They don't I, charge you more there? No, it's too. Uh, the, the, when I take the train to Julie's, when at the south from Millennium Park to South Shore is where I take it. Um, it's two bucks, and I yeah, because if you don't, if I guess if there's no um, a ticket station like a t- uh, where they yeah. sell tickets, like if you're downtown and they and you're either at Union or whatever, yeah, um, they charge you extra if you get your ticket on the train, yeah. I buy the ticket at Millennium Station before I do that. But on the way back, when I'm taking South Shore to Millennium Park, um, there's no ticket uh, station at the you know where where at by by Julie's house. There's no ticket mm-hmm. station, so I have to I, so I pay cash. But it's still only two bucks. They don't charge me more. I don't know. I know, and I know that on the Northwest uh, line they do. Yeah, if you don't, if there's no if there's no station to to buy tickets, they yeah. don't charge you. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, 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 the Metro. I'm telling you. All right. It was crazy because I took that out to uh, Displains uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago to, to see Lou Graham. You know, you know Lou Graham from Foreigner. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not familiar Lou Graham, with he's Lou the lead Graham. singer. <laughs> Lou Graham is the lead singer from. He was the, he was the lead singer from Foreigner. Got so, it. You know, like he sang like Urgent, and I want to know what love is. That guy. Right, and, right, right. And he's not with Foreigner anymore, so he's playing solo. So I, uh, we went, a whole bunch of us went to see him, and I and I went to uh, to the Displains Theater, and there's a on the northwest side, uh, the northwest line, which is right by my apartment. I took it, and it's like mm-hmm. six stops or five stops or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the guy getting really mad at me, um, because like when the doors opened up, nobody was leaving. Nobody was leaving the train. There were a whole bunch of people standing there, and nobody was leaving the train. So I waited. And then I started to move, and then the conductor moved out and said, let them out before you come in. He starts screaming at me, and I'm like, wait a minute. I just waited. (laughs) 
Why don't these like, fucking I don't think people... anyone's coming in. Yeah, and I get, <laughs> is there a rule that you have to, you know, if you're on the same train with the conductor, like when the open door's open, do you have to wait for him to leave before you walk out? I mean, is that like a... Um, I didn't know. I mean, the door's open. Yeah, I, I just walk, walk out. out. Yeah, Nobody. and I stood there, and I was waiting. The conductor was standing there with a whole bunch of people. The door's open. A whole bunch of people are just standing there with the conductor, and I thought, okay, because it was like 6 o'clock, and I thought, okay, it's packed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I start to go, and he goes, wait till they leave before you come in. And I was like, God <laughs> damn, man. Goodness. Then he slapped me like Mo. He went, Gah. and then <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mo is now a train conductor, you know. Train, well, they—I don't wonder if they've been a train conductor. Now they've been on trains. They were on a train uh, uh, once, like sleeping in the—you know—the sleeping in the in the in the berths where you pull the curtain and you got a bed, mm-hmm. and you're sleeping. And they had one where there was a lion loose on the train. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> was it their fault? Uh, most most of the time, Esmeralda, it's their fault. <laughs> you could be you could be kind of sure. Yeah. If something like, goes did they wrong, they let that lion loose. Was that um, that, der- was that their no, doing? Actually, no, it wasn't their doing. It wasn't their fault that the oh, lion wow. was loose. Um, but they, but the lion got. They were. I don't. But they were. They, at one point, there's one because they do that a couple of times. At one point, though, they were not supposed to be on the train. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And they were hiding in a cage with a lion. And then they left. Oh boy! They were hiding in the cage. Like at one point, they think it was just an empty cage. Yeah, they get into a but well, it's like a crate with a cage in it. So they get inside, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lion in there, and they of course they don't know it. And the lion is directly behind them, and all they had to do is like turn around and look, and there's a fucking lion behind right. them. <laughs> and so they're sitting there, and the lion is like right behind them, and like you know, like uh, Curly's like, "Why are you breathing down my back?" And of course, it's the lion, <laughs> and he says to Mo, "Why are you breathing down my back?" He's like, "What are you talking about? I'm looking right at you. I'm not breathing down your back, you know." And <laughs> Well, then it must be you to Larry. And Larry's like, I'm not breathing down your back. Shut up, you know. And he's like, well, who is it? And he turns around. And it's a lion, you know, <laughs> that was breathing down their back. And then they run out. Quite they open the restraint. The gate. Quite the restraint that lion had. Yeah, the lion's just kind of sitting there. No, I'm not going to eat the three stooges right now. I'll just breathe on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the three stooges. You know, uh, Rich Coase, our lovely friend Rich Coase, Mr. Sven Gulli, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. used to host. He used to host a show. He's a he's a Three Stooges expert. Um, yeah, as he is on everything, you know. Um, but he used to host a show called Stoogapalooza, mm-hmm. um, and it was on every Saturday. It was three hours, and Rich was the host, and he would uh, introduce all the shorts and then talk about them in between and have guests. I was on there one time. Um, I was I was on the show as a guest on the show one time, and I because Shemp is my favorite. Yeah. And so Rich was like, why don't you come on the show? And I'm like, oh, great. And so I came on Stoogapalooza, and he called the episode Shemp-tember. Um, and every every short that he showed for that three hours was a Shemp short, because I was on. And he was like, hey, Nick loves Shemp, so what's Shemp-tember? And so when he had guests on, he would do a quiz. He would ask them three questions about the Three Stooges. And I fucking answered everyone wrong. I made a complete yeah. <laughs> a complete moron out of myself <laughs> and here i am like going on and on about how much i love shemp he asked me three questions about shemp i did not get one right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i'll never forget that here i am i'm on tv and i'm like well that's great i just was you know every all my friends are going to see this and they're going to say yeah that's really good nick you don't know anything about shemp you're a jackass and uh, i got every question wrong 
but uh, yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of like like you know, Rich knows all the history, man. Like if you, if you Esmeralda, if you have any, he questions, probably knows how many jobs they've had. <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. You're absolutely right. I should have just asked Rich. I should just. How many jobs have the Three Stooges had in total? <laughs> right, and Rich in like probably a, ten seconds, he go, yes, it's four thousand six hundred and twelve jobs. That's how many. That's. <laughs> He has the details. He's like, well, in this yeah. season, they, but in yeah. the other, they it was a little different because so it's like, all right. right. <laughs> they were also census takers, uh, in a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Oh God, those are those are. Oh man, oh man. Uh, and then there were some episodes where like one of the Stooges, and this is a classic thing that you see in a lot of farces. One of the Stooges looks exactly like a famous person. You know what I mean? And like, oh, and they uh-huh. mistake him. They mistake him for a scientist or a politician or something. And so they have to dress up like <laughs> yeah. him. You know. So, yeah, the Stooges. And you know what's an, what else is a surprising uh, uh, number of things, Esmeralda? Is what's that? How many times the uh, a, a Stooges short ends with them just running away, just going woo, 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 and like run. Just Which like, I'm assuming they're running away to a new town where no one knows them. Yeah, at a new job. To start all them. these shenanigans. Yeah, to start all these shenanigans once more. <laughs> right. Or they run away, and for some reason, and this happens, you'd love this, Esmeralda, if you watch this like regularly. For some reason, with no explanation, <laughs> uh, sometimes they'll like run away, and, and they'll be like, like the, I don't know, the authorities are chasing after them or something. Or something they've done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They murdered twelve people or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they haven't they, had and that yet. <laughs> they, yeah, I'm waiting for that with the mass murder short, uh, where the students just go on a murdering <laughs> rampage. Uh, but at the end, for no explanation, they suddenly end up on like they ride away on horses or bulls. Boo, 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 boo. And on there's like a bulls on bulls. Yeah, like they actually there's there are a couple of a couple of Stooges shorts where they end up. Like riding a bull, like being bucked from a bull as they run away. <laughs> All three of okay. them on three different bulls. Like at least being bucked from the bull, because I was gonna say, I'm like, I don't think bulls are really. Oh no, happy it's them being be... bucked. Yeah, they're not happy. Yeah, Neither okay. are the horses. Okay. The horses are trying to buck them off. Oh too, wow! Yeah. Even the horses are like, nah, you guys. No. But there's like no explanation. They're like, they're like, it's like they're on a train or something. They jump off a train. Oh, boo, 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 boo. They jump off a train and they land on bulls and run away and just run away. Well, you know, they 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 research this ahead of time and they find the cities with a high concentration of wild bulls. <laughs> and then they get then they they sit back and go, "All right, look, if we get off at this station um on the train, there's we jump bulls. up. There's a bulls, there's a farm there with bulls." They told me. I heard. I asked around. They said this is where they are. Perfect. That's what we, we should love do. A, a good bull to ride off on. <laughs> we should do like a live uh, thing where uh, you you I, I'll show you some Three Stooges shorts and you can analyze them. That would be well, yeah, yeah. I would love that. I would love to I'd get be your, ready for it. your take and your analysis. I bet that would be fantastic to get Esmeralda Leon's take oh. and analysis on Three Stooges shorts. Like just trying to figure out. <laughs> Just our own little riff tracks of, of yeah of, the, of, of you t- you yeah. talking about the three Stooges because you're not familiar with the Stooges you know you it, it I'm not it, it, no, no I would... yeah I oh, treat them like be... regular old people God that would be so funny I'm serious we have to do that we have to do like a like a riff tracks version of you talking about the three Stooges yeah 
I'm into God, it. that would be. I would love to just sit next to you because I've seen I've seen every I've seen every Stooges short like a million times each. You know what I mean? Like grew up with yeah. them. Yeah. So I know them by heart. But like to sit there with a fresh eye, like you, somebody as funny as you. <laughs> I'm all about this now. Now I want this to happen. I want to watch Three Stooges shorts with you, and re- and record your commentary. I want to record yeah. your commentary. Get, uh, I don't know what you have to do to to do that. <laughs> get, to get on it. Get know. on it. I'll talk to. Hey, listen. I know. I know Rich Coes. I, 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 he's he's a uh, you know he's he's a he's a pretty important guy in the world of the Three Stooges. So maybe I could just go. Hey, Rich. Uh, what do we got to do to get Esmeralda and show some shorts and and do and do like some <laughs> audio commentary from Esmeralda? Where she talks over them. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. That I would love that. I mean, like, like, like your reaction to me just telling you about them giving Curly a bone and an eggshell instead of two slices of ham. You know what I mean? Like your reaction, like, oh, you got angry about that. <laughs> and I, mean, I would come on. I know, but I would love to see your live reaction. Dude, that stuff happening. Also, I feel so, one, I feel terrible because he's that dumb. Uh, <laughs> that they convinced him. Yeah. And then did he eat them? Yeah, he ate the. He broke his tooth, actually. Um, he, like, broke his tooth on the bone. Yeah, hank, ow, because there's a lot of that, too, Esmeralda. There are at least five Three Stooges shorts about bad teeth. So, they have to... so wait a minute. He then, he then. <laughs> Uh, so in his mind, he could chew the bone. Oh yeah. Oh, he's just, he's and just yeah. Chew it into pieces and and, and swallow it and it and proper. and digest yeah. it. Yes. Yes. Well, but he's these are never... the three stooges. You have to you have to understand that they do break the laws of physics and the and the world because. Like, but they these don't the, because clearly he broke his tooth. <laughs> sometimes they, yeah, it, I, I know, and it's inconsistent because, like, uh, like for instance, like, um, like, like if they're, let's say that they are that they install carpet and they've done this several uh-huh. times. They were carpet installers. Another job. They still they, don't, still yeah. don't know how. See, I no, can give you a little insight on that. My dad was a carpet layer. That's so. right, and I bet your dad watches him and goes, "That's not how you lay a carpet." I bet your like, dad that's, watches. That's terrible technique. <laughs> Uh, but no, like, like for instance, like if Mo gets pissed off at Curly, you know, for not laying the carpet yeah. right, he goes, "What are you doing?" and smash him on the head with a hammer. Okay, like he'll, you know, and you know that to do this on the Stooges, he will take yeah, out yeah. a real hammer and he will smash Curly in the head. Now, in real life, that hammer would crack your cranium and kill you. Like it would, you know. That is true. I just but, imagine from all of the the harm that they've done to themselves. They're just calluses. Yeah, it's all well, over their their heads, and yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't well, hurt as much anymore. <laughs> no, but the other thing is, like, like Curly's head is so hard, and this has been established in hundreds of Stooges shorts, where like if you take a crowbar and you smash him over the head with a crowbar, the crowbar will bend, you know, or because mm. because his head is so hard, or when he smashes him with a hammer, right. the ha- the hammer is now smashed. Like the hammer is the thing that takes the pain, you know, like it, yeah. it takes so. The hammer is damaged. When I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard because like, 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 oh, wait a minute. Suddenly Curly's tooth is sensitive to a bone, but he can take a crowbar <laughs> across the skull. You know, it's, it's a little inconsistent. He's, you know, he doesn't have good dental habits. <laughs> but, and he probably doesn't have good dental insurance. That would probably be, that's another, mm. uh, that's a whole, that's a whole nother storyline right there. It was like, uh, have they been dentists? Um, they've been to the dent. Have they been? Yes, they have. Yes, they. <laughs> they've been dentists. All three of them. Uh, I don't remember. I know Mo. I think Mo was a dentist. Now they've been to the dentist several times. Well, clearly. To- 
Yeah, I'm they've been to the dentist several times. Bones. Because, you know, because, like, it's really funny to drill somebody in the ear, you know, with a, you know, like, like in the, you know, mm-hmm. you can, there's a lot right. of, there's a lot of great weaponry in a dentist's office to use on someone's skull, you know, so, uh, but they also um, have, uh, they've been, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember, I think, I think Mo was a dentist in, 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 in one or two, in two of them, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, also, like, what year... These are in like the the what the thirties thirties through the fifties yeah thirties through the fifties yeah I'd be curious what kind of uh, documentation you need to be a dentist yeah uh, uh, at that point in time where they're I, just like do you want to be a dentist sure just, oh, just, you're in I'm just curious <laughs> as to how they were qualified for any of these nine thousand jobs that they had it's like how the hell do you hire you know when uh, I'm assuming they're going to very small towns <laughs> where yeah. the need yeah. is great yeah. <laughs> where they're just like it's fine if you I, say oh, you can do it you can do it <laughs> if I'm not mistaken no it was Shemp who was a dentist if I'm not mistaken the the couple of shorts where they were dentists they were old west mm-hmm. ah that's what it uh, was because we, they were old, they were old west dentists that way it's like you know the, the the saloon owner is also a dentist you know what i mean like it's the right. west so yeah they're just okay. like what i i got pliers i can pull your teeth out <laughs> exactly so right <laughs> Not much else that they're doing as dentists at that point. Anybody with a player, a pair of pliers in the in the in the old west was a dentist. That was it. You got a pair of pliers here. Right. Office. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, we have to get this going. We have to get some audio commentary from sure. Esmeralda watching the three stooges. God, is that would that be funny? Oh my God. So anyway. Well, the three stooges, uh, that's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful uh, uh Thanksgiving thing to watch. A very Thanksgiving y <laughs> Are they still, you know, because Rich isn't doing it anymore, right? The Three Stooges are on for for uh, for uh, three hours before um, Sven every Thursday or every Saturday. But he doesn't do the no Stooge Palooza, so they're just airing them in that. They just they just show all the Stooges shorts before 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 Sven, and it's great. It's awesome. Uh, It's like three hours of Stooges and then Sven. but what what the great thing about MeTV is, um, and what Neil Sabin has done at at MeTV is, they they don't interrupt the shorts. They never cut them out. They show the whole short without a commercial in between because each short theatrical short is about I don't know seventeen eighteen minutes long, maybe you mm-hmm. know, a little bit shorter than that. And a lot of times back in the day when I used to watch the Stooges back in the day, and and, and when you watch them on any other channel like AMC shows the Stooges and some other, they'll put a commercial or two right in the middle of each short. But when you watch them on MeTV, the shorts are uninterrupted. They show the whole thing before they show a commercial. So you will see the entire short mm. uninterrupted. And that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's, and of course, I know I, I, I actually use the word integrity, even though it's the Three Stooges. But it, it, it actually pays, you know, they, they, they actually respect the integrity of the film. They show the whole movie. Yeah. You know? I mean, as much as they're morons, yes, they there, is a, uh, there is a, a something. You can honestly not just anybody can be a moron. Yeah, yeah, and do That's it true. well. And do it well. Yeah, uh, listen, this is you, a this is a ballet that they're doing. This it is, is a dance. It's, it's great, <laughs> and it's also just like truly great physical comedy, like really, really amazing mm-hmm. physical comedy. And 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 another thing that that Rich used to do and that they still do is they will show some of the really, really offensive sort of controversial ones. Oh, great. Because, <laughs> Well, no, they do, but they will. But but no, they do, but they do because a lot. Some of these were, 
made uh, during World War II. So some of them are mm-hmm. really offensive to Japanese, to the Japanese. Um, Great. And But what they do is what Rich used to do was, here's the thing, he would come on and he'd go, okay, now what you're about to see is in and of a time period. Um, and yeah. he would like give historical, he's like, now, you, if you don't want to watch it, turn the channel now because there's stuff in here that's stereotypical and it might be offensive to you. Um, and if you don't want to watch it, you should change the channel. But I'm going to show you the exact film and then we'll talk about it afterwards, like what was happening at the time when they filmed it. And I think that that's interesting, like to leave that stuff in there. And if you, if you know, and then say pe- to people, warn them, say, hey, this, there's some stuff in here that might, you know, mm-hmm. that might piss you off or, or be offensive to you. But we're going to show it for historical purposes. This is what this is the actual film that was made in 1942 during the war, and um, so it's interesting. Do you know that the that the Three Stooges received the Lifetime Achievement Award at the MTV (laughs) Movie Awards in 1993? They did? (laughs) Did they really? I don't remember that. Yeah. I that's don't either. Amazing. That's and amazing. I've seen, I remember watching all of those. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know, but, and I also think that they, if I'm not mistaken, I know that a couple of their shorts were nominated for Oscars. Um, and I think one of them was one of the World War II ones where, I know, I, in fact, I know one of them was one of the World War II ones where, uh, sh- where, where Mo played uh, Hitler. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that no. makes sense. And yeah, <laughs> Mo, yeah, no, he did. You put a mustache on Mo, put a little mustache. He's, yeah. he's Hitler. He's Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> and, and his Hitler was, I mean, he did it like, I think in four separate shorts. And so it's interesting to watch these things. I mean, obviously you watch, you watch some of them, you go Ugh, like it's cringy when you see some of the, mm-hmm. and especially like, like back in, back in those days too, in the thirties and forties, like the, the, the treatment of, uh, of African-Americans was like step and fetch it stuff, you know, like I'm scared, you know, that whole, the wide eyed step and fetch it kind of thing where they were yeah. servants. And there's a lot of that in there because that's the way it was in Hollywood in the thirties and forties. And so, you know, like they will explain like, Hey, there's some offensive stuff in here, but this is what, you know, you know, like people go back and look at like gone with the wind. There's stuff in gone with the wind. You're like, Ugh. you know, like, Oh my God. And yet it's, gone I mean, with, there's you know. stuff even in the eight, like you'll watch in eighties, seventies, like nineties. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, look at, have you, when was the last time you watched the John Hughes movie, Esmeralda? I mean, like 16 yeah. Candles. When's the last time you watched 16 Candles? I mean, you know, the, has it been a while since you've, since you've watched that one? Uh, I've seen it, like, recently in bits and pieces. Okay. So and long, yeah, it does not, it long, does not hold up. Long Duck Dong? I mean, are you fucking yeah, kidding it, uh, me? Uh, and, yeah. and, like, every time he makes an appearance, a gong sound effect happens? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? And that was 1984. You know, like, yeah. like the it's Stooges had look anymore. You're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. The Stooges had, I, you know, at least, you know, at least the Stooges, it was during World War Two and they were our enemy then. You know what I mean? But like in 1984, you're doing a gong sound effect every time a Japanese character comes on screen. Like what? What the fuck? No. Did you want, did you, what are your thoughts on the movie? And which, which one? The, the movie where the Stooges movie they the made one, the one that the Fairly not the Fair did the Fairly Brothers make the updated yeah the and it was it wasn't it wasn't uh, wasn't uh, uh, the guy from the Shield Chickless he was Curly right wasn't he Curly or no, no. um I think he's from uh, he's oh, oh Mad TV name. Will Sasso yeah, Mad TV yeah, yeah. and Sha- and Sean Hayes played Larry that's right um mm-hmm. and I and I can't mm-hmm. remember who played you know what that movie wasn't too bad I didn't think it was too bad no. I didn't, no, I didn't think it was too bad. I remember, Sh- I remember thinking Sean Hayes was great. I remember like 
because I've only I think I've only seen the movie once, and I remember thinking Sean mm-hmm. Hayes was really great as Larry, like really great. Um, but they tried they tried to do they, they tried to do that kind of thing. You know when when uh, uh, you ever see this? Here's a here's a movie. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Esmeralda, but it's so goddamn funny. Have you ever seen Brain Donors? Do you know Brain Donors? No. It's John no. John Turturro, um, Mel Smith, um, and uh, another couple. Of, I can't remember who else is in it. Um, but it's it's a total takeoff on the Marx Brothers. Yeah. Um, and and it was made in the eighties. Um, and it's fantastic. It's unbelievably funny. It's called Brain Donors, and it's like a, it's it's almost a remake of Night at the Opera, and uh, mm-hmm. like Taturo is Groucho. And, you know, you've got a replacement for Harpo. You've got a replacement for Chico and all that stuff. And Nancy Marchand, she plays the Margaret Dumont role. Like, she's the upper-class woman. Ooh! You know, the, that's always in them. Mm-hmm. And there's a, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a musical number. There's, a, there's an actual ballet. Instead of an opera, they're at a ballet. It's really funny. And the guys, the, the Zucker brother guys are responsible for, uh, for part of that. Um, it's really funny. It's called, it's called uh, Brain Donors. If you've not seen it, and I know you like the, I know you like the Marx Brothers. Um, yeah, you should check it out. It's have a great they ever have, have they done? They've. I'm assuming they haven't thought to do a serious movie about the Stooges, like the behind the scenes, like their lives. They, Stooges was that even? It was a TV movie, and that's the one where Michael Chiklis played oh. Curly. They did a TV oh, okay. movie. Yeah, they did a TV movie about the Stooges, and there has been. And you know, they they yeah, they did a Marx Brothers movie too. Like I think a lot of these were made for TV, like behind the scenes stuff. But, oh, yeah, because okay. I know and, the what was it Abbott and Costello? Yeah, they made a movie about right? Abbott and Costello. That was they, the... um, and they they made the, a couple of years ago. It was John C. Riley and Steve Coogan in Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. They did the Laurel and Hardy. Oh movie. yes, yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they've done that. It's 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 some of these have been done. Some good, some bad. But if you get a chance, mm-hmm. Esmeralda, seriously, uh, take a look. I think Brain Donors is. I know it's like available on like your Tubi or one of those channels because it's really mm-hmm. funny. I think you'd really <laughs> like it. I think you'd really like it. Uh, oh, oh, I think my dad has to come in and tell a joke. Hold on a second. Oh, Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and Hi, Carrie. I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. All right, here's my dad. Here. It's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. What I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. Here we go. All right, my dad uh, stops by every Tuesday to tell a joke. All right, you ready, Esmeralda? Ready. Let's see what we got. A patient walks into the doctor office, doctor's office, and this patient said, people ignore me. Doctor said, next. <laughs> that was jokey, yeah. jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. Good joke. Nice joke. Right. Nice. There you go. All right, that's my dad telling a joke. He'll do it again next week. All right. Uh, thank you, Esmeralda. You rule the planet, as always. Oh, um, thank you. My thanks to the lovely Marnie Schur for uh, a lot of fun food uh, talk. Uh, thetakeout.com is the website. Steve and Eric 
will join me uh, here uh, for the next episode on Friday to talk about all the new movies. We'll review the new movies, and Esmeralda and I will hang out as well. Be a sponsor on the podcast. Advertise with the Nick D Podcast. Uh, write us, sales at radiomisfits.com. You want to be a part of the podcast? Voicemail 24-7 at 773-417-6948. Email us anytime you want, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the theme and the sounds. Please take the time to share, rate, and review us on every platform. Ed, thank you and everybody at Radio Misfits, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast. <laughs>